0: Hello, my friends, and welcome once again to the Daily Run. We're roaming through Romans, and we're almost done. We are in Romans chapter 16, and uh, almost to the end. We are at red uh, route right verse 17. I think we quit last time at verse 16. There's only a few more little sections to go. And this is a section that um, is a tricky one to talk about. So I'm going to read it. And then talk about it a little bit, and uh, hopefully I can cover the the concerns that people often have. And so let's read this. Paul says this. He says, "Now I urge you, brethren." Like, I mean, that's that's begging, right? I I urge this is encouragement. I urge you, brethren. Note those who cause division and offenses. Now, if we stopped right there, um, we could take this verse completely backwards and wrong, right? because first of all Paul's urging the brethren which i think i think we can lump ourselves in there right he's urging them do this do this all right so one thing i've noticed about the bible is this when there's sections that say i urge you or i beseech you i beg you do this above all do this those are the things people tend to ignore so he says i urge you brethren note those who cause division Divisions and offenses. Now, again, a lot of people are going to stop right there, and they're going to use that to do the opposite of what Paul is telling them to do. They're going to look and say, oh, that person is talking bad about my favorite Bible teacher. They're claiming that my favorite Bible teacher is a false teacher, and that is destroying unity. Oh, they're talking bad about those churches in that movement that uh, are promoting this doctrine and they're dividing the body of Christ. They're creating division. We need to make note of them. They're caught. They are, they're offending the body. They are separating the unity of the spirit unity of the church. We need to mark and note them. Now the problem is that they stopped reading at the comma and and I've heard people say that because there are movements currently within the church that are problematic. Some of them are are highly problematic. Um, there are there are things like what we used to be referred to as the Word of Faith movement, which is now um, splintered off into this this thing that some would call the New Apostolic Reformation. This idea that there are these new apostles bringing about these you know the Seven Mountain mandates that God has. God is, uh, the kingdom is going to take over the culture and usher in the kingdom age that, that through the, um, through the, through the, uh, faithfulness of Christians and their, through their faith, we're going to see, um, Jesus come back. It's we're we, it's, it's our faithfulness that brings him back. It's our passion and, uh, in our praise that will usher in the spirit into our worship, um, and there's a, a a constant looking out for or a constant crying out for signs and wonders. Um, now, don't get me wrong. Signs and wonders uh, definitely appear in the Bible. I believe in the miraculous. But they end up having things like miracle services. We are going to have a healing service. We're scheduling God's miracles and just very strange things that, are not in the Bible. And so when you start to point out some of the problems and say, look, this isn't scriptural. When you say any, God will heal anybody who has faith. Well, you, you're not telling the whole story because yeah, God eventually heals everybody because we all are going to get new bodies when we die or are raptured, whatever. Um, but is God going to heal everybody in this life? Well, that's what some of them teach. God will, God wants to heal everybody because the Bible says Jesus healed everyone who came to him. Of course, they're pulling that verse out of context as well. But the problem is then, um, I mean, just pay attention. Does God heal everybody? Because the statistics at this point in time are simple. One out of one people die. And so does God heal everybody? No, God doesn't heal everybody physically in this lifetime and so it it's a tremendously damaging and harmful theology because those people that buy into it and pray that they'll be healed or pray that their grandma will be healed or or whatever the the, whoever they're praying for when that person is not healed in the way that they expect physical healing then the question is well why not well you can't blame god right because god god can't be to blame So then the next most logical place to go would be the teaching, right? Well, God's not the problem. The teaching must be the problem. And if the teaching's the problem, then the teacher taught you wrong. But the problem is people skip over that because the teacher will have to defend themselves when you go, well, how come I wasn't healed? Well, the teacher's not going to go, well, maybe my teaching's wrong. The teacher's going to say, no, the problem must Be you. And now you have a sick, hurting person who's been blamed now for their illness. They're being blamed for not being healed because they don't have enough faith or they have hidden sin in their life. There's something that about them, something they've done that's keeping God from working in their life, something that they're doing that's hindering the work of God, because it can't be that the teacher was teaching something that was, well, bunk, but that's what the problem is. And it's destructive. And so here's the thing. Those people will say, when you point out like, look, no, what you're teaching is false. They'll say, oh, no, you're causing divisions. You're creating offense. But here's the thing. They're not reading past the comma. So let's read past the comma. He says, now I urge you, brethren, note those who cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you learned and avoid them. So what he's saying is, It's not those who just cause divisions and offenses. It's those who cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you learned. Because what's he saying? He's saying there needs to be a division. There needs to be a division. You need to mark those people. Oh, well, let's just read and see what he says. He says, for those who are such do not serve our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, and by smooth words and flattering speech deceive the hearts of the simple. Did you catch that? Now, I urge you, brethren, note those who cause division offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned, and avoid them. Note them and avoid them. That's division, right? He's saying divide from them. Divide from who? From those who are teaching doctrine contrary to what Paul has taught them. See, dividing isn't destroying unity when you're dividing from those who do not really serve the Lord when you're dividing from those who are teaching false doctrine right if you have if you have a a a big plate of macaroni and cheese and a bug falls in it and you pull the bug out of the macaroni and cheese and you throw it in the trash somebody might look and go like hey You just pulled something out of there and threw it in the trash. Yes, I did. Well, Why would you pull something out and throw it away? Because it was bad. And it was going to mess up the rest of the macaroni and cheese. So I needed to divide it and get it out of there. And so this is what Paul's saying. He's saying, make note of them and avoid them. Make note of them and avoid them. And and this is one of those things that it's not comfortable and people get mad because when you name names and say, Hey, avoid this guy, avoid his teaching. It's bad. It's harmful. It's contrary to the doctrine, which you've learned. It's contrary to it. And and demonstrably, right? We can demonstrate, we can point out like this is wrong. This is incorrect. Um, There are, there are very popular teachers at a particular church that taught things and have written books that I know I have friends and family that embrace these people's teachings. And here's the crazy thing. The people who teach them have now claimed they don't even believe that stuff that, Oh, it was misunderstood or, or, you know, they misspoke or they, they wrote it in a way that wasn't clear. But the crazy thing is, and the sad thing is that I know people that will still defend vehemently this guy's words, even though he doesn't defend his own words. I mean, he defends, he defends it in the, in this way of saying, not saying, well, I, I uh, shouldn't have said that. He's saying uh, it, it was misunderstood or misrepresented or whatever. But here's the thing. What if we name somebody? What if we say, oh, avoid this guy, avoid that guy? Well, is that okay? Is it okay to name the name of bad, of, those who are teaching falsely, is it okay for me to say, don't listen to Kenneth Copeland? He's a nut job heretic. Is that okay? I mean, it sounds kind of judgmental, but watch a few of his latest videos. You'll be if you know the Bible, you'll go like, what in the world is this guy talking about? Um ranting and raving last year about COVID nineteen being over. It's gone, it's done, it's no, sorry, he was wrong. False prophet. Don't listen to them. I mean, you can find the videos online. They're all over the place. You know, if I say, don't listen to Benny Hinn, he's a, he is not teaching the Bible. He has taught things contrary to the scripture and time and time again, and it's not hard to find it. There's tons of it out there. Is that bad for me to name their names? Is that unscriptural? Is that unloving? Well, let me just say this. If you read the Bible... You'll find out that in the Bible, false teachers are named. In the Bible, in the book of Acts, Paul, Paul names them in some of his other books. He will name, avoid this person or mark this person. Don't listen to this person. They're named in the book of Acts. False teachers are mentioned. We're warned in every single book of the New Testament to beware of false teachers. They're out there. They're out there they're out there. If you, if you are not on the lookout, chances are you're going to be deceived. Be, be aware, mark and avoid, mark and avoid. That's what Paul says. So that's what we ought to do. I want to do more than that this time, but Hey, that's all we got. God bless you. Talk to you next time.